Hey everybody, it's Wikipedia Radio Theater, the show where we read the Wikipedia articles about the movies that we're going to talk about in the next episode. I'm your host, Josh, and I've got an extra special guest this week. Executive producer Caitlin is on the show. (laughs) So Caitlin, introduce yourself in however long or short you want to make that. Hello, good people of the podcast community. I'm Caitlin. I have earned the title of executive producer because I told Josh he needs to not be late producing his <laughs> podcasts anymore. And so we talked about it and he's, you, you've actually done much better. It's yeah. Been like, yeah. Here we are. It's good. I'm excited to have you on. Um, you, you got me to watch some good movies, one I hadn't seen before and one that really benefits from a second watch. So Caitlin this week brought us uh, Francis Ha and Black Swan, um, which is actually a really interesting combo. So we're gonna we're gonna recap these shits. Uh, yeah. So do you want to go first, Caitlin, or or should I? Um, I think Francis Ha should be first. So I'll go ahead and yep, go. Sounds good to me. Yeah, just just go for it. Okay, cool. So, um, Frances Holiday is a 27-year-old dancer who lives with her best friend Sophie in Brooklyn. When Sophie decides she wants to relocate to her dream neighborhood, Tribeca, Frances is unable to afford it and is forced to find someplace else to live. From there, the film follows Frances to Chinatown, where she shares an apartment with her friends Lev and Benji for a brief period. Her hometown in the suburbs of Sacramento, California, where she sees her family for Christmas and reconnects with high school friends. Paris, for an uneventful two-day getaway that she pays for on a credit card. I love that they included that detail. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Poughkeepsie, to work at her alma mater, Vassar, as a waitress and summer RA. She's not a waitress. Um, And finally, back to Washington Heights in New York City. Along the way, Frances laments her lack of money, her poor prospects as a professional dancer, and an increasingly strained relationship with Sophie. The film concludes with Frances reconciling with Sophie and enjoying a modest but satisfying existence as a fledgling choreographer, teaching dance to young children and performing clerical work for her former dance company to pay her bills. Exploring a potential relationship with Benji and living alone in her own apartment, the complete movie is in black and white. <laughs> yep, that's... Uh... I like that that's the, <laughs> that's the last sentence. Yep. <laughs> oh, by the also, way... Also, I, I very much disagree with, like, several statements <laughs> in this yeah. plot summary, but that's fine. Well, I mean... Uh, uh... That's that's every single Wikipedia plot summary. Like, what's what's the point if you're not right. you don't have some beef with it? Uh, yeah, I got some. I have some definite. Well, it was so short. I mean, if you want to lay your beefs out on the table, we do have time. Yeah, sure. I just well, first of all, I'm annoyed that they included the exploring a potential relationship with Benji. I had an argument with a friend that I made watch this movie because I make everyone watch this movie. And my friend is a rom-com junkie, like hardcore. Okay. And she loves like B-level rom-coms. Her favorite movie ever is like Notting Hill. Okay. And, and <laughs> we, what I love about Frances Haas that it appeals to wide audiences. And she liked this movie, but she was so hung up on Benji, like, oh right, so hung up. So at the end of the movie, okay. when he's like. Are you still undateable? And she's like, oh, yeah, totally undateable. She's like, they're going to fall in love. And I wanted to be oh. like, yeah, you missed the point, bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> seriously. <that's> <laughs> I mean, it's it's open-ended enough. And 
I mean, I'll probably explore this more in, in the main show, but I feel like Bombbox Hallmark is a lot of ambiguity. But, you know, this one is it's definitely not as fraught as like Green, Greenberg or Kicking and Screaming or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Squid and the Whale. Um, you yeah. know, there's definitely not a tragic undercurrent. But I mean, it. if anything, it's saying, oh, I mean, she'll probably or maybe not even probably like it's just it's a possibility that she'll date Ben, yeah. but it's really not the point of yeah. anything. So I'm annoyed that that's included. Yep. Um, I don't know why it says that she finds satisfying existence teaching dance to young children, because that's not in the movie. It is earlier, but not like well, yeah. in the conclusion. And then also it says like Sophie decides to relocate to her dream neighborhood. Francis is unable to afford it. That's, like, kind of a thing, but not really. I've just... Okay, I've watched yeah. this movie, like, probably 50 times. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just gonna, like... Right, you've got yeah, I'll just every every detail hammered out. And... Oh, 100%. Yep. So, okay, I think I'm good with All my, right. my beefs. Those are, those are solid beefs. You, you just gotta... Man, I hope the editors of these wiki pages, like, listen to the podcast and are just shamed by our... Our beefs um i hope so all right so you got that nice long one whole paragraph for francis ha <laughs> if and... you want to like take turns for black swan we nah, could totally can totally do that otherwise i can do it i mean like i'll probably just break it up by making you know some outraged comment and swearing a lot so I we'll do it that it. way okay yeah all right black swan darren aronofsky what year was it yeah, 2010. Um, yeah. In limited release. All right. The plot summary. Nina Sayers, played by Natalie Portman, is a professional dancer in a New York ballet company. Nina lives in New York City with her overprotective mother, Erica, played by Barbara Hershey. The company is preparing to open the season with Swan Lake. The director, Tuma Leroy, by Vin- played by Vincent Cassell, uh, which who I love. He's a great actor. I... I I love Natalie Portman too. And I like all the, we'll just get that out of the way. I like all the actors in this quite a bit. Um, I don't know why Vincent Cassell is especially notable, but uh, Tuma Leroy is looking for a new principal (laughs) dancer after forcing Beth McIntyre played by Winona Ryder into retirement. Tuma wants to, wants the same ballerina to portray the innocent. They call they pronounce it Toma in the Toma. movie. Toma, yeah, well, that's the bastardized American expre- pronunciation. <laughs> My semester of French, has, if it's okay. taught me anything, it's that Thomas is pronounced Tuma. Yeah, they pronounce it Toma in the movie. All right, Tuma wants the same ballerina to portray the innocent, fragile white swan, as well as her mysterious, sensual twin, the black swan. Nina auditions for the part, performing flawlessly as the white swan, but she is not able to emulate the characteristics of the black swan. Upset, Nina approaches Tuma and asks him to reconsider her as the lead role. Toma forcibly kisses Nina, and she displays a change of character and bites him, convincing him that she has the ferocity to play the black swan. Nina begins to witness strange happenings, and her mother finds scratches on her back. An intoxicated Beth angrily confronts Toma and Nina. Nina is worried that she will befall the same eventual fate as Beth, but stays quiet. Toma tells Nina she needs to give herself to the sensuality of the black swan. He tells her to go home and masturbate, which she does. The next day, Nina finds out that Beth was seriously injured in a car accident, and Toma 
Oh, important detail they missed. Uh, when she masturbates, her mom's sleeping her in the mom same room. mom is sitting there. That's so huge. How could you forget <laughs> was, that? That's like a very big detail. She doesn't complete the act because her mom is it's sitting right, in the yeah, room. God. I, I think it's pretty common courtesy to not finish while your mom is in the room. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, the next day, Nina finds out that Beth was seriously injured in a car accident and Toma tells her it was a suicide attempt. Nina realizes Beth will never dance again and tearfully unpacks her belongings in Beth's former dressing room. Toma tells Nina to watch Lily, played by Mila Kunis, who appeared earlier in the movie. First appearance was on the... Was it the subway car? Where? Yeah. Yep, okay. These details matter. This is not... <laughs> it's like right, if somebody's not going to watch the movie, then it matters. Right, but we're hoping people watch this movie because it's very worth yeah watching. it is okay lily another dancer 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 in the company whom he describes as lacking nina's flawless technique but possessing an uninhibited quality that nina has not shown the relationship between nina and lily grows tense during rehearsal toma kisses nina passionately but leaves abruptly and tells her she must seduce him with her dancing nina finds unexplained scratches and blood on her body nina and her mother have an argument interrupted by Lily's unexpected arrival at their apartment. Lilia and Nina go for a night out at a restaurant that evening. I feel like it took so long for the movie to get to that part, but there's still so much summary left. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, all the details probably going in like the performance and well, I mean, now we're getting to the scene. That's true. At a restaurant that evening, Lily offers Nina a capsule of ecstasy to help her relax Initially, Nina turns it down, but later accepts a drink with ecstasy powder in it. Nina returns home late with Lily, fights with her mother, barricades herself in her room, and has sex with Lily until the latter seemingly smothers her with a pillow. The next morning, Nina wakes up alone and late for a dress rehearsal. When she arrives at the studio, she finds Lily dancing the Black Swan. After she confronts her, Lily admits she spent the night with a man she met at the club, and Nina realizes the encounter didn't really happen. Nina's hallucinations become stronger and more graphically sexual and violent. Nina trashes the apartment and slams her bedroom door on her mother's hands and has hallucinations of becoming freakishly swan-like. Concerned about Nina's behavior, her mother tries to prevent her from performing an opening night or from performing on opening night in an effort to keep her daughter safe. An enraged Nina forces her way out of the apartment. Toma had assigned understudy Lily to take over, but is impressed at Nina's confidence and lets her play the swan queen. The first act goes well until Nina is distracted by a hallucination during a lift causing her partner to drop her. Distraught, she returns to her dressing room and finds Lily there. Lily announces her plans to play the Black Swan. Nina shoves her into a mirror, shattering it. Lily, seemingly dead, awakens her... Yeah, awakens. Her face changes shape. Now a copy of Nina's. The doppelganger starts to strangle Nina, who then grabs a shard of glass and stabs her rival in the stomach, apparently killing her. The doppelganger's face reverts to that of Lily's. Nina hides the body and returns to the stage. God, that's so confusing when you read it. Right, because this is the payoff on so many little like motifs and moments that were planted earlier yeah. in the movie that they just totally glossed over in the thing. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'd want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Okay, spreading uh... feathers, her arms become black wings as she finally loses herself and is transformed into a black swan. At the end of the act, she receives a standing ovation. Offstage, Toma and the rest of the cast congratulate her on her her stunning performance. Nina takes Toma by surprise and kisses him. Back in her dressing room before the final act, Nina is congratulated by Lily, revealing that their fight was again imaginary. 
The mirror, however, is still shattered. Nina removes a small shard from her own body and realizes she stabbed herself, dancing the last scene in which the white swan throws herself off a cliff. Nina spots her mother weeping in the audience. As Nina falls backwards onto a hidden mattress, the theater erupts in thunderous applause. Tama and the cast gather to congratulate her, only to find that she is bleeding profusely. As the white ceiling lights envelop her, she whispers, It felt it. Perfect. It was perfect. Ugh. The end. I love that last line. I feel like Natalie Portman's, like, her voice is perfect in that, like, very last line. Ugh. Oh, completely. Like, well, what she does with her voice throughout the whole thing is just fucking amazing. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, right. It is. It is perfect. I love the end of that movie. (laughs) It's kind of like, I mean, it's a Kurtz line, right? You know, it's it's perfect. It was perfect. You know, it's like from the end of Apocalypse Now, the horror, the horror. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen Apocalypse uh, Now. Well, I guess you don't have to. Um, (laughs) Editorial note. me and Caitlin's like sort of only IRL the only interaction was me drunk on her porch uh, basically rehearsing the entire plot of Apocalypse Now and refusing Wait. anybody to hijack the conversation <laughs> that was like the only time I've ever <laughs> interacted with you I would be embarrassed if it didn't make such a great story and in some <laughs> respects, because like, it was a, now that I think about it, it's a completely dick move. It was your going away party. You had other friends. I'm, no, I just listen love, to me. I just love that you didn't even know that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah, well, anyway. Twitter brought us together. Uh, Twitter made us friends. Oh, the internet. The sweet, wonderful internet. It's. Well, now that we've we've ended on this great note of, of friendship, um, I think it's time to, to wrap up Wikipedia Radio Theater. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all on the, the other side of the jump. So yeah, bye. Bye.